This week it's our home Grand Prix, and not just for us, for lots of teams too, many of which have factories and offices in Great Britain. I'm talking of course about Silverstone. Silverstone is one of a few old school racing circuits with fast sweeping bends and long straights, and as it's always driven during the height of the British summer, rain is always a possibility. I'm Andrew Elliott, I'm here with my good buddy David Proud, and we'd like to welcome you to this special presentation of the Tired and Exhausted podcast. If you like what you hear, please share us with your friends, family, and anyone who loves Formula One. It's great to have you with us. Before we start the uh, the podcast properly, I just want to have a couple of shout-outs to, to people. Um, so the first one is... Danielle, um, who sells us all the lovely wine that we drink on most of the time when we're, when yep. we're podcasting. I didn't realise she was a Formula One fan. She, she saw, I think you must be following each other on Instagram, yes, yeah. and she saw you post about it. And Yes, and I actually was thinking about this because we were talking, I'm sure we were talking about her on a previous podcast because we were drinking wine on that one. Sure. And I'm almost sure we said, oh, this is from Amp's Wine in Andal. I'm almost sure, but I've got to look back. Well, look back, listen back now to work out which one it is. So yeah. I can tell um, you. Uh, so, if, if, so, if you're in Oundle or in the Oundle area, there are two amps to go to. Yeah. There's like one, there's a, a, a bigger one in the main Oundle. Forget about that. Yeah, ignore that but one. There's like a, there's like a, a smaller shop uh, in the wharf. Yes. Um, which is where Daniel works. And she's the most knowledgeable person mm-hmm. about wine I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah, go and buy a load of wine from her and then go to the Tap and Kitchen. And have lunch because they also serve the wine there. Are they well. Formula One fans? Though? I'm not going to. I'm not going to like well, big them up if they're not listening. I to the would podcast. say if they have any sense, they're Formula One fans. So right. I'll do, ask they, them do, next do they listen to this podcast as well? Because that's the other. We're going to make them. That's We're going to the go criteria in there. for getting a shout out. <laughs> We're going to go in there and say, "Look, we will have a meal with you if you listen to our podcast." That's um, going to happen. The other, the other one was so uh, when we were uh, obviously we've been talking about going to Silverstone, and there was a young lady who I was sat next to. Um, uh, at Silverstone on Sunday, and I just wanted to say thanks because um, she she didn't know because I didn't mention it at the time. But the, the the day before, I had to say goodbye to my cat Stewie, who's actually been on the podcast a couple of times, yeah. squealing for food. Um, so we had to rush him into the vets on Saturday night, and sadly had to had to say goodbye. And I wasn't in the in the greatest of moods um, uh, on Sunday, but we were we were sat next to each other. The way it works at Silverstone is. For the for the disabled seats, they they put all the wheelchair users at the front, yeah, and all the hired help comes at the back. Um, so you were yeah. sat next to I think her mum and a, a couple of other yes. people, yeah, and uh, and all the all the helpers were were sat kind of behind. You're and, on like a raised bit, so you can kind of it's slightly raised, isn't it? Yeah, so and it's great great are. views. But she so we were just kind of chatting throughout the you know throughout the the, the race, which was good. Um, and uh, yeah, so and I did I did kind of mention that we we had a podcast. So thank you for keeping me amused. Uh, when I, you know, when it wasn't my, wasn't my best day. Yeah, because um, there's a lot of time to kill as well. Because yeah, the red flag. So, which mm. we will get onto. Before we get onto the actual race, though, mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about a bit about like, the weekend as a whole. Um, Mercedes have come on, haven't they? They really have. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're porpoising. I know. I know. They say they've solved porpoising, and it's just bouncing now. But it's whatever it is, the bouncing up and down. Um, they seem to have solved that a bit. I mean, I know it tends to affect them on, you know, like kind of street circuits and bumpier circuits because I think a lot of the time is there that the cars are run 
the the rake of the car, which is like the the, the kind of the angle of the, the the front and the back, is is very very flat. Over the previous few years, you've often seen cars that look like the rear ends are, are raised mm. right up. Now Mercedes haven't traditionally done that as much as other cars like Red Bull, but this year it's a lot flatter. Uh, and because of the changes to the, they've got like bigger wheels now and lower profile tyres, so there's not as much suspension travel in the tyres um, as there has been in previous years, so the shocks have to cope a little bit more. And I think it's just rock hard and they're kind of suffering from bouncing a bit more. But they did seem to have sorted that out. I couldn't yeah. see them bouncing Well, we were too saying, much. considering they're having probably the worst season in recent years, it's still a season that a lot of teams would love to be having. So their worst is like the dream for yeah, and they're, like, they're if, certainly making the most of yeah. If you said to situation. McLaren, would you want Mercedes results right now? They'd be like, yes, please. So you know, then they're not competing for you know one and two at the moment, no. but you know they're they're doing well. They're really doing well. They have under got the, you know under quite hard circumstances. Yeah. And I, I know you said you weren't going to talk about this. They have got better drivers than McLaren, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that um, that's not a that's not a criticism that's, of Lando that's Norris. That's debatable. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So they've got two. They've got two, two strong, strong drivers, drivers as opposed to one strong driver. That's, go, what that's I mean. Overall, that's, they've got a better driver ooh, package. Oh, we just absolutely avoided a punch <laughs> up there. Yeah, they've got the whole the whole team package is so much stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, quality was fun. I thought as well. Wet, wet quality. I was. I was. I was actually hoping that it would rain. Yeah, well, we were there, but we, were but we, we got hoping. to see we got to see a wet collie, which is which is good. Kind of um, mixes everything up a, a little bit. Yeah, I thought I th- I genuinely thought Verstappen was going to win because I think they looked quick. The Red Bulls looked quickest all weekend, and I thought he was going to get the the best um, the best quality lap. But science with his first pole position, yeah. really really good to see. Yeah, I think it's been it's definitely been on the cards, hasn't it? Is he's a phenomenal driver. He's always been good. I mean, he was good at uh, McLaren. His his work ethic is, um, you know, he goes in and talks to his engineers on days that he should have off. You know, he's he's not one that doesn't put the work in and the effort in. So to see him get pole, well, his yeah. So his final lap was amazing. It was a it wasn't you know it it, it was just solid from start to finish in really difficult conditions. Um, Leclerc spun out. When he was trying to do the same thing, trying to push too hard, whereas science was like was there, just taking it to the limit. Verstappen just couldn't touch him. You know, Verstappen no. didn't spin out, but just couldn't couldn't match the time in the wet. So yeah, that lap by science was was amazing. Um, a couple of other things that were um, in in uh, in Silverstone qualifying. Um, Joe Guanyu, first time in Q three, which yeah. is good. Got up got up to P nine. He's I mean he's. As we'll him. discuss in a minute, he's had the worst luck. Yeah, but I love him. But he's what a rookie. Um, yeah, a, amazing driver. I'd, I'd, I would, I'd, I'd swap him for Ricardo in a heartbeat. Oh God, yeah. I, that's not even a. That's not even a thing. Hundred yeah. percent. I would rather have Joe Guanyu and McLaren, and yeah, that would be a swap I'd be happy to make. I think I can't remember a rookie coming in and smashing it quite as much as he has. Really, I mean, Norris was good. Lewis Hamilton, two thousand and seven. <laughs> of course, you can say Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but he, he won his sixth race. Yeah, okay. Because on the podium in his first podium, I think wasn't he? Was, he came third in his first ever race. Okay. Won won his sixth Grand Prix in Canada, two thousand and seven. That was just takes a, a lot of beating. Yeah, that was just a slap down from you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a long time ago. That was two thousand and seven. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, no, he's doing really well. But, you know, comparing him to people like Sonoda, who, you know, he's really finding quite a bit of nice form at the moment, but it's it's taken him a while. You know, it hasn't been a, you know, it wasn't without his kind of uh, bedding in period. Yeah. Joe I mean, just seems to have got in the car and gone. George okay. George Russell was always always yeah. outperformed the car, I think, and always yeah. outperformed his teammate. Um, so he, he had yeah. a good... He had a good rookie season because he, he was in the Williams and it wasn't wasn't yeah. a fast car. Well, he's doing Joe's doing a really really good advert to get a better seat. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Because whenever whenever the car doesn't break down, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that we haven't haven't seen or we hadn't seen yet, um, your favourite driver and mine, mm-hmm. Nicholas Latifi, knocked mm-hmm. out his teammate Albon to get the to the first time ever in Q two. Yeah, I don't quite know what he was on. And not only that, he could, not only was it his first time into Q2, it was his first time into Q3. Yeah. While we're talking about Latifi, um, just as an update, I did try and get Andy a Latifi t-shirt at Silverstone. <laughs> I, I, we went like to all the places. I was like, I'm going to get you a Latifi t-shirt. And do you know what? They didn't even bother to sell one. How gutting would you be if you're one of those 20 drivers and they go... Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to buy a Latifi it wasn't, T-shirt. It wasn't just Latifi there because no. we went because we went to we we had a walk. I mean, we were uh, kind of like Vale, weren't we? Yeah, um, around the Vale, vale area. Club. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of um, that kind of area. And there were a bunch of shops kind of round there, but not there weren't that many for teams. There was like a standard. There were quite a few standard Formula One branded shops yeah. that had like caps from everywhere, but that was about it. The odd T-shirt, but mainly just caps. Um, there were quite a few McLaren shops, I noticed, obviously British. <laughs> quite a few Mercedes yep. with their British drivers. Uh, one, maybe two Ferrari. If I think it might have been one. Yeah, I saw it. There was, Ferrari was okay, but it was, but that was, it that was, was a it. small offering. That was it around, uh, around our area. When we took a wander elsewhere, like close to the middle, there were a couple more. There was like an Aston Martin place Yeah, um, that wasn't too bad. Um, but I wanted to get some Alfa Romeo gear, based purely because I think it looks really good, and I yeah. quite I quite like Bottas. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, find it. no no Alfa Romeo shops within kind of you know half an hour's walk of where we yeah. were. But in the main what grandstand superstore, I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah, we went in there. They didn't right. even have any <laughs> any gear in there either. No Latifi t-shirts. So I am gutted that I didn't get to buy because they had they had no one. they had no Alfa Romeo gear in there either. No either driver. Um, they had Alex Albon for Williams, but no Latifi. Um, I'm trying. There was no Haas anywhere. I couldn't. I couldn't remember seeing a Haas store. No. You could. You could get a Haas cap from the Formula One store, and that was it. But I've got. I've, I've, I've gone there in the past. I've been Silverstone a few times, and I've been to lots of other races. Um, there's. There's always been like stores for every single every single yeah. team. I mean, joking aside. There's ten constructors. There should be ten lots of merchandise. You know, I get that Ferrari. It's a slightly smaller offering, but have an offering. I, I think you know it is slightly disrespectful that certain drivers and certain teams just weren't even. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who decides that. I don't know if if you know if Alfa Romeo just think you know what it's not worth us turning up. Yeah, which seems a bit off because there are like hundreds of thousands of people there throughout the whole of the week. Yeah. Un- unless they sold out, unless and they you were going to with... spend a thousand pound on merchandise as well. So, you know, they <laughs> unless they missed a... unless they sold out. I mean, I guess yeah. they could have they could have sold out. They could have, could have bought a, 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 a load of stuff 
and then sold out on the Thursday, the Friday, and the Saturday. I doubt all Alfa Romeo fans went, you know what, I'm going to blitz qualifying by buying everything inside. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think know. it was there. It just, yeah, it was. Bit- I mean, they did sell out some things apparently because they, they, um, you yeah. and I had our eyes on some Mercedes jackets yeah, I as well. A Mercedes jacket, and and they were sold out because of the wet quality. Okay, so I'm going to have to say, aren't I? Aren't I? Um, they had a jacket in extra small. I tried it, and I'm not 18 anymore, so it didn't fit. But I, I did try. I really gave are, are, my are all. You, to are you saying in. that it's just? Too too small around the chest and the shoulders. I would love to say it's or is too, it too small around? <laughs> okay, so uh, my my ego says, oh god, you know my my shoulders were just hench and like just too big, but it was actually my belly. I can get it around my shoulders, <laughs> but when I tried to do the zip up, even the guy looked and went like the look he gave me was like, mate, just yeah, just uh, give up that 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 ain't going on. Um, you did. You did manage to find a very, very nice McLaren. Yes. Um, yes. Wind cheater, waterproof. Yes. Because I've had the same North Face like uh, waterproof brown one for years. I it's been my lucky one. I've gone everywhere with it. It's my fold it up in a bag and just chuck it in a rucksack. It takes up no space. Um, and I've just worn the same thing for probably about fifteen years. And that's not because I'm tight. Um, I've just never got round to buying another one um and it seems to have always you know when you throw out things and you go oh god i'm fed up of wearing that thing it's always missed you know that cuddle i mean good job you didn't buy extra small when you bought that <laughs> because it wouldn't have lasted you 15 years this is true i i knew i needed podge room yeah but your mclaren one was very nice and you were i mean yeah. you were you had everything in papaya i i was literally apart the only thing you I looked like a cruise i had but <laughs> You had your papaya T-shirt, your papaya cap, you had papaya and grey wind cheetah. So far on this, it was good. It was good. I, I didn't have. I had jeans on. They were sure. papaya. <laughs> I need socks. I need uh, McLaren socks. So if anyone wants to send me some papaya McLaren socks, that'd be amazing. Anyway, onto the onto the race. Onto the race. Onto the race. The, the, that was the most. I mean, we didn't even we didn't even get to see any racing for about forty five minutes. No. Because of the, the smash on the and we were I mean we were like everyone else, presumably, although we hadn't I mean, people watching the race, you know, from the T V would have seen more than what we did. More yeah. than what we did. Because yeah. we, we literally saw nothing. Um So uh, we should probably start at the beginning. So I said to Andy about going really early early in the morning. It was only it was only said it would take us like an hour and a quarter to get there. Um and Andy was like, Yeah, but it'll take us about an hour to get in. And having gone last year, I, I knew, you know, fair wind, you, you're in there a lot quicker now because of the road system. And I thought, well, we'll get there and have breakfast or something. So, um, and you were amazed, weren't you, at how quick I it couldn't was. believe it because I, I haven't been for a few years. And when I went, it was, like you say, about an hour to get on the outskirts. Mm. But that last kind of mile, mile and a half can take two hours um, if you leave at the wrong time. Whereas they shut all the roads yeah. For us, in fact, to the point where, like on the way out, we were going the wrong way down a dual carriageway to get <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, M1. Yeah, four um, lanes just going. Yeah, to the M1. so it was yeah driving in and out, and the parking. I mean, the disabled parking was great. Right, well, outside. it should be for sixty pound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's well, yeah. quite pricey for, uh, but you know, so where I park, you just go through the gate and you're at the main main entrance. 
So it, it took us longer to get out the car than it did to get from the car <laughs> to to in. And and we were ushered straight through, weren't we? So Yeah, that was great because as soon as they kind of saw you in your in your chair, yeah, um, like they just kind of straight in. Yeah, so I think we were in there for like half eight. Mm. It's brilliant. So um and then we did we were were able to watch uh quite a bit of the pre race activities which I, oh, yeah. I'm so, not sure how much of that's televised on the day but uh dep- yeah I think some of it is on the on the you know on the Formula 1 channel you can watch like GP2 races yeah. and stuff on there. So we call um there was Formula 3 Formula 3 where there was a crash right at our yeah um you know where our seating. So our seating I have to say we were up by club just as they were slowing down to to kind of do the little chicane that goes to the main straight. And it was brilliant. Where we were, it was raised up, so you didn't really have... There was a little bit of a fence, but you could get photos of the cars from... Uh, and we, we, we'll put the photos up as well, um, so you can see them. Um, but we could get a clean photo of mm. every car going past, uh, which was great. But, of course, the accident in <laughs> in Formula 3 happened in between me. Take, I literally just took my uh, camera... And put it on my lap, and then there was an accident, of course. Yeah, because in I don't know how much people saw on on TV, but on I mean we had a screen in front of us. Yeah, but it literally kind of showed the start, and then they just turned it off after like five seconds. Yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about the main race. Yeah, sorry, the main yeah. race. So before um, we get to that, we also saw um, there was a classics, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really a race. There was there was Formula Three. There was uh, like the GP two F two race. Yeah. Uh, there was the Porsche Super oh, Cup, which is brilliant. They had Sebastian Vettel, who it was his birthday, and he'd bought Nigel Mansell's 1992 championship winning Williams, and he howled around the track on that. That was great yeah. fun. And then there were a few sports cars. They weren't racing; they were just like getting the back end out. And... Oh no, no, they were uh, people that had paid, I think, to do a fast lap right. on a day. So they were parking up a, um, on the main pit straight, getting somebody else in, and and tearing. I think it's part of a hospitality package right. or something that you probably get a few beers and to go around like um yeah and also the driver's parade they were all in little austins wasn't it They're, yeah little classic oh, cars that was really good so uh, they were going really slow we managed to get a photo of every single driver which was brilliant and bottas looking lovingly at sebastian vettel we got we lovely. got a few shots of bottas and vettel and he's yeah, like he's just, just staring into him. his eyes isn't yeah. he the entire time like he loves him it was brilliant it was like a proper bromance moment um so yeah so it was really good i think there was enough stuff going on um red arrows oh red arrows which is amazing um the food was great there was a good selection of food um inevitably everyone queues up for one place but when we actually wanted to get food it took us all of two seconds um yeah we just picked where the shortest queue was yeah um, and they, they and they were really fast with how they ordered and everything the one thing i think um toilets inevitably you get that amount of people there's just never enough toilets there wasn't enough male and female and there wasn't enough disabled toilets the queues were a bit ridiculous like half an hour to to stand well stand or sit in line yeah, and they're a bit, um, they're a bit manky as well. Yeah, but also, also there's so so if you go into other countries, I mean, I remember when when I went to uh, when I went to Spa uh, in Belgium, 
like the gents, you can if you if you need a cubicle, then there are cubicles. But if you don't, if you just need to take a whiz, you can just pop round a corner, and they have these like little areas that have like that where like half a dozen people will stand, and there are these like small dividers. But you just walk up, take a whiz, and then go. Yeah. It's really really quick, and there are loads of those scattered around. <laughs> that should so, be a, a toilet name, whiz and go. Yeah. So you don't need to queue for like half an hour. No. Just to take a whiz, which is what we had to do. In, and the, only, uh, so the toilets was an issue, um, and also. I know this shouldn't make a difference, but it kind of does. That many people in a place like that, there was no um, data at all. You could not get Wi-Fi or data, which I know that shouldn't be a thing. I don't know but, how they would solve that, though. But but the reason why um, it becomes an issue is that if you want to load your Formula 1 app, you can't. If I wanted to look up the weather... You know, because it was looking overcast. Now I could make a phone call. I actually phoned my dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't said, know how you oh, managed that. You... I was trying to make phone calls out. Couldn't yeah. get out at all. Managed to phone him fine. He said, oh, because <laughs> bless him. My dad couldn't be on the phone and use the phone at the same time. So he said, I'll call you back. We both said, yeah, that call back's not going to come in. It did. Literally a minute later, he called back. And um, yeah, well done, BBC, because they said, oh, no rain. And just as I ended the call to uh, Dad, it started raining. Uh, but it was, only, it was only slightly spitting, wasn't it? But I just think that there's certain, it's not just, I mean, obviously, it's loads of people trying to post pictures on Instagram. It's hundreds of thousands uh, yeah. of people. And, and unless, I mean, the, the, the cost to bring in temporary infrastructure would be astronomical. Yeah. If you want the app, you can hire some equipment from Formula One. Um, that will give you all the timings, so uh, you can yeah. you can do that. Um, bit yeah, pricey, so, but you can do it. Yeah, so I mean, I know that's probably quite a millennial thing to say. There's no Wi-Fi. But, I just I don't I, can, I see what you're saying. I just don't know how they would solve it without yeah. without but spending I, tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah, I was trying to do stuff to enhance my day there, not just broadcast. I mean, I, I obviously I did post a photo, um, but. I, I wanted to kind of look up stuff for information on the day while we were there. Um, but yeah, that's, that was the only quibble. But um, And I guess it was probably exacerbated, if I can say that word. Um, obviously, I can't say that word. Um, by the fact that we did have um, a red flag. So going mm. on to the race, um, we had a lot of time to sit there. and uh, Yeah, because they, they, they cut the feed. Almost immediately, as soon yeah. as there was an accident, they cut the feed. Which you know it's not good. Um, and so we were, we were kind of, we saw there was a, like a bit of a tussle, but that was it. Didn't even see. I don't even remember seeing Joe Guanyu hit the wall um, no. or, or go skidding. I across. saw sparks, but I didn't notice that he was inverted. Yeah, we just just saw a, like a little bit, bit of a scuffle at the front, but didn't didn't kind of see anything more than that. And they cut the feed. And said, "Look, the, you know, the race has been red flagged. There's been an accident. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you as soon as we have news." And obviously, you, you, it's standard procedure. We've talked about it in the past, in that they never show replays until they know the guy's all right yeah, and he's got the, out of the if car. If they think somebody is seriously hurt, yeah. The, the, so they don't show replays until they, they see the guy get out of the car and walk away, or, or they've, you know, they yeah. spoke to him or whatever. Um, and it was. It was a long time before it was like twenty minutes before yeah. we even heard anything, and I think it was, I think it was Bottas's radio message where they came through because he was asking. I said, "Just had confirmation he's out of the car and he's and he's okay," um, because I think he was, I mean, he was on his head, wasn't he, for like ten minutes or something while they had to try and get out of the yeah. Try, I mean, try and get him out. Thank God, 
there wasn't a fire because he, he he just wouldn't have got out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Russell would have overturned the car and got him out somehow. Yeah. Um, he he just pulled up. Yeah. And went legging to and, to see him, didn't he? And can we say, I love that. I love the fact that he his first instinct was to jump out of his car and go to his aid. He's just seen uh, a colleague like flip violently flip and go over the the tire barrier which does not happen i've never i've never i don't think i've ever seen um not in not in modern formula one no you know you see cars in the 50s and stuff where they kind of go crashing but at that point it's not about racing it's just um russell knew no matter what happened he would be one of the first people there He, he was as close as the marshals. Well, so Russell's got form on this as well. I read, I read, a, a, I can't remember who it was on, but somebody said he he was racing with Russell years ago in like Formula Three. Um, I think it was Formula. I don't think it was karting. I think it was Formula Three. And this guy had an accident, and his kind of car, you know, like kind of ended up upside down. And Russell just stopped. He just stopped. It just just put. He, he Russell wasn't involved in the accident, but he kind of stopped on track and helped this guy out of his car. Yeah. Um, so he's he's got form for for helping yeah. people. And so we have to then raise the issue that he told the marshals not to move his car because he could have. He, he was he had trouble restarting it. Yeah. So what what happened was he he pulled over. His car was still drivable, but understandably so. Uh, he pulled over yeah. to run. I mean, he jumped out of the car and ran to go and see yeah. Joe Brown. He was okay. Uh, when he found out that he was okay and they just had to get him out, um, he went back to his car, couldn't get it started immediately. Hmm. Um, so he told the marshal, said, look, please don't move my car. I'm going to get on the radio to the team uh, to see if they can give me any advice. Yeah, uh, they probably could have talked him through some They could They could have sequence. at least given him another go. I mean, yeah. it, whether it would have worked or not, nobody knows. Um, yeah. But So he went to have a chat with his team when he came back, the car was on the back of a lorry, and uh, so he was obviously having a having a chat with the marshals and race control, and saying, "Look, I specifically asked the, the guys to leave yeah. it there." Um, and, and and you know, is there any way I we can we can get the car started and and start the Grand Prix again? Um, yeah. But the rules are you have to make it back to the pits under your own steam. Yeah, but he the only reason he was out of that car was to go to the aid of another driver. And this is where I think they should have discretion enough to go, no, actually, we shouldn't have moved it. It's our fault. <laughs> uh, you're allowed yeah, to start I, from I the back. I, I don't know what the I, I don't know what the sequence of events were. Whether it was the marshals ignoring his request, but you don't know. The marshals could have been told by race control. Look, get you've got every, everything. You've got to get every quickly. single car because we don't know when we're going to restart again. You need to get the cars back. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought pers- it was very unfair. Though. Yeah, personally, I think they should have made. A, they should have known at that point that they weren't going to get going for a while. Yeah, and they could have said, "Look, as you've jumped out of the car, we'll give you five minutes. Five minutes on the phone to Mercedes. If you can't get your car started in five minutes, then that's it. Yeah, or maybe maybe, maybe even two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even if even when it was back in the pits, they could have said, "Look, you can restart. But you've got to restart from the back. Like just." Yeah, I, th- I think I, I can understand them not wanting to 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 create new rules. Um, yeah, on but I, but I think they could have just they could have just let him take a minute to try, try and start his car. Yeah, I, I thought it was considering his you know his whole thing was to try and help. Yeah, I think they could have given a, a little. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think even if he'd have known 
that he wasn't going to start the race again. He'd still jumped out of the car and seen and and seen his mate. Um, So yeah, great to see. And also, you've got a. We were literally talking about this today, um, because I was saying about the the crash, uh, the Formula Two crash with Anton Hubert, um, and the fact that Sonoda, Joe Guanyu, and I think Mick Schumacher were all in Formula Two at that race. Mm. And Joe Guanyu definitely was, because he went to the left um, as uh, Antoine uh, Hubert went to the, to wow. the right. So it, it matters. Like when you've been involved in something that has, you know, one of your colleagues has died in a, you know, really tragic, horrific accident. Um, and then you find yourself like leaving the track inverted rolling over and over the barrier like well, the, surely the, psychologically those kind of things have got to come back in, yeah and the, the majority of the drivers would have remembered um Jules Bianchi as well yeah a few years ago um yeah and you know even Grosjean going through the uh uh the barrier you know th- there's there's moments when it's not about the racing it's mm. about getting that driver out as safely as possible and the race becomes second to that so um but i do think it was a little bit unfair so, yeah yeah but when it did start going well just just to spend a slightly more time on this as well um obviously albon had a yeah. so technically he, albon had a worse accident yeah. although it didn't look like it at all he was in worse condition um yeah. than uh, than joe guanyu was i mean joe guanyu was was back in the paddock um you know later on that was incredible um, whereas Alex Albon was was kind of knocked up a bit. I think he, he found hit the wall himself, harder. He found himself in Coventry Hospital. Yeah, that's. Uh, <coughs> I think I, I wasn't think, coughing because of Coventry <laughs> Hospital. I literally have I think they must have, they the must have made sure that he was okay before sending him to Coventry. Um, but uh, <laughs> he was literally sent to Coventry. Um, but the, yeah, they did. They, I mean, it just goes to show how safe the cars are. Because oh. I mean, it looked like. I mean, Joe Guanyu's helmet was bouncing on the ground you could see it kind of being yeah. scratched by all the gravel um and he was bouncing and then he obviously lifted up he kind of lifted up went over the tire went he over was the back tire in the wall. paddock by the end of the race i know yeah incredible absolutely incredible um but that was yeah that was an astonishing kind of first five or ten seconds and we didn't you know we didn't hear anything for 20 seconds sorry for, tw- for 20 minutes and yeah. then we finally saw the replays i think i was out getting a beer at the time yeah you were and i, was, I took a while because i stopped at one of the screens because they just started showing the replays um i see i thought you were getting a beer and missing all of that no no i oh, was i was yeah, i was, was stood i was stood in front of a screen just with kind of you know, open open mouthed um not being able to believe what i what i was seeing um and then obviously after about 45 minutes they they restarted the track uh, the, the race um which is which is good to see um do you know why they had to start from the beginning again because it was an accident within the first two laps no 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 um, every it's not the first two. You're on the right lines. Okay. Um, it's it's a rule that's existed since time immemorial. Um, and there are so there are two safety car lines, and until all cars pass the second safety car line, the only official point of reference is the start of the, the race. So it's not right. that far. They'd have gone another few corners. I mean, so some of the cars had already gone past the second safety car line, but not all right. of them. Uh, so all okay. the cars. Need to uh, all the cars that are still going uh, need to get <laughs> the past on, on the roof. <laughs> need to get past the second safety car line, 
and they hadn't done that, so they had to go back to the beginning, which right. is a bit unfortunate for Verstappen and for Hamilton as well. Hamilton yeah. had an amazing start, um, uh, so they had to kind of, you know, a little bit, a little bit unfortunate for them. But that's them's the rules. Um, them's the rules. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then it did start going, and actually it was it was a pretty good race. I mean, I think we we have those circuits don't we where you know you can't really overtake and it's more of a parade and you know in Silverstone there's at least a fair few points on the track where you can get some good overtaking and we happened to be sat next to one that proved amazing I actually got the Hamilton double overtake on my phone I was videoing it yeah I couldn't believe you had your phone phone at that exact point and I was and I just moved left to get that as well, I was I was tracking Hamilton, and then you tap me on the shoulder like, "Did you get?" That? I was like, "Yes, I got that," and it's the most amazing move. So, um, yeah, it, it I, I don't know. So, I prefer races where it's a race where you can overtake, sure. and I I I really don't. I find myself not being able to get too excited for these courses and these uh, these places we go where there's just no overtaking, like. Why are we there racing? I mean, Silverstone's good because I mean it's an old airfield, so they didn't have any issues with space. Yeah, um, nice, you know, lots of wide corners. There, are, there's a mixture of there, there are a couple of tight, twisty sections like where we are, where they have to kind of yeah. slow right down. Um, but there are some really fast, swooping bends as well. Um, some of the older tracks tend to be a bit better for racing and, and for racecraft. So you've got Silverstone, you've got Spa, which is yeah. again, you know really really long but has some nice really fast swooping bends um suzuka's pretty good um you know there's some some of the older layouts seem to be the best um, yeah so yeah for me it was it was like a proper old school race after having a few where it hasn't really been like that it's kind of nice to see drs being coming into play and mm. and cars you know jostling for position and you know somebody getting ahead on one one lap and then and then losing it again on the next one. Um, I think we have to mention Perez, who quite early on, when the race was restarted, had a little tussle, didn't he? Well, yeah. So Perez and Vettel. I can't remember. So Perez, it was Perez and Leclerc, wasn't it? Leclerc yeah, they had, had a, a tussle, had a... and then Leclerc's car was damaged for the rest of the race. They didn't fix. Yeah, it. they. So he had damage that they couldn't fix. Perez had damage that they could, but it meant going, he had a new wing, going yeah. and getting a new front wing really, really early on. Yeah. Um, Vettel had I can't remember who Vettel had a, an issue with, but he he had to pit and had to, he went to the back of the grid. Um, a couple of laps later, Perez did the same thing and was like flat last. Yeah, uh, but Perez managed to get up to second. Second, yeah. That is that is a hell of an achievement. Yeah, I mean the Red Bulls are quick. Um, uh, y- but... Yeah, but to 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 get your front wing replaced and still make that. Mm. I mean that, that's that's some seriously good driving. I mean the the safety car did help him. Yeah, at, at, at the end because uh, it kind of you know bunched bunched the cars up and gave him the opportunity to uh, you know to to overtake um, yeah. you know, Hamilton and people. But it, yeah, no, it, an astounding drive. And Hamilton on the podium. Yeah, great to see him on the podium again. Yeah, um, there was a point where you thought, oh, maybe you could squeeze a bit more, but um, I think yeah, just that's a that's a great result. Um, and considering you know the all, all the uh, bad luck that Russell had had, it was quite nice to for 
uh, Mercedes to get a podium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they, they they did well considering. Um, I think, as, as we said earlier, I think Russell was generally unlucky that he couldn't get his car started again. Yeah. Um, and race winner signs. Yeah, first time. First time. Yeah. First time. Um, I really, really, I really like him as a driver. I think he's great. I do. I just don't think he's got that. I mean, time time will tell, but he doesn't yeah. appear to have the killer instinct of Leclerc or no. Verstappen or Hamilton or Vettel. He seems to be a bit too nice. And also, I think it was quite a lucky win, to be honest, because that last safety car really... They, yeah, but he had he, he, Leclerc out. They did, but he had bad luck, and they they didn't they didn't do him any favor. Ferrari didn't do him any favors earlier on in the race, and then they kind of made up for it by screwing over Leclerc in the um in in the in the, in the, in the safety That's car. That's not how you treat your drivers. It's just well, yeah, um, you could you could tell Leclerc wasn't wasn't happy about it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And and McLaren, McLaren didn't well, do. Well, yeah, McLaren kind of. Did a bit of a uh, mess up with uh, Norris. So that last safety car, I was sitting there, and at the time, uh, Ricardo was, in terms of track where they were on the track, safety car came out, and Ricardo went straight in. But he was, even though he was behind Norris, he was in front of him in, in physical position. And Norris was about 20 seconds behind him although in front of him if you know what I mean so they had enough time to bring Ricardo in and Norris in straight behind him they wouldn't have been parked behind each other they wouldn't have been double banked they'd have been enough time for the um but what they did is they sent Norris round again yeah brought him in on the second lap of the I, safety I, th- I think I think even if he was going to be sat behind him for a couple of seconds he would have lost less time than, than what he did, having yeah. to do it the lap afterwards when everyone else has already yeah. done it and then you end up losing track position. Alonso was behind him for pretty much the entire race. Yeah. And Norris had his elbows out and he was doing really well. Um, they'd even done a normal pit and it was absolutely fine. But when it came to the safety car, uh, they knew everyone was going to pit again. And Alonso came in on the same lap that Ricardo did and just managed to... and then. And then go ahead and Norris. Yeah, and I mean, if you're not if you're not going to double stack, don't and, do it. Well, I, I if 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 you really don't want to double stack, um, I would have brought Norris in and made Ricardo wait another lap. I think if you're going to make if you're going to make if you're going to make one one driver 100%. wait another lap. Yeah, because I mean, make look, it make it Ricardo. Danny Rick thirteenth. Yeah. But all they did by doing that is because he's, he's already out of the points at that point. So it's not exactly. like he was running. You know, I mean, he was complaining about DRS and. All of that, but he was slow even without the DRS problems. But Norris was, they robbed, if Norris had come in on that thing, on that lap, he'd have been fifth and Alonso would have been sixth. Or, you know, could have been. They could have potentially given Norris Yeah, I mean, if, if both drivers are in the points, it's, it's, it's arguably a, a slightly more yeah, difficult decision. But if know. one driver is clear, is up in the points and, and almost pushing for a podium and one yeah. is completely out of the points... I think you make the guys out of the points yeah. wait because he's, he's not going to jump. He's not going to jump three or four places, no. and even then, it's only going to be worth one point. But at thirteenth, when there's only fourteen cars running, Ricardo's practically sweeping up the track as everyone else has left. Like it's, it's the, the safety car behind him probably has more chance of of getting points than but, him. You know, that's a good point. I think if I think if McLaren signed Bert Mylander, um, <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd probably yeah. He, he might be do better. a better job. Yeah, um, but then we'd have Ricardo as a safety car driver. Yeah. And 
it'd just be complaining that the engine's like faulty the whole time. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> I'm not going to get. He like, used to be. He used to be. So I think. I, I guess. I think this is what I think it is. <laughs> right, and, and I'm being. I'm being as as objective as I can okay. about this. So there are some He's drivers. Crap. No, no, no. Right, there are some drivers. <laughs> That's me being objective. Who, Sorry, carry on. There are some drivers who can drive any car, and you can give them anything at all, whether it understeers, oversteers, or wumbles does, free, or wumbles free. <laughs> they will just be able to drive it. So someone like so Hamilton's driven a, a whole bunch of cars over his yeah. course his career. Um, some of them understeered, some of them are oversteered. Some of them are wumbled free. Alonso. Um, just be serious. I can't. When you say oversteer or understeer, I can't not say. Alonso has driven a, a whole bunch of cars and he's always outperformed every single one of them. Some drivers can only drive a particular type of car. Yeah. And when Ricardo was performing very, very well in the Red Bulls, and to a lesser extent in the Renault as well, they were quite pointy cars. So, you know, the Renault wasn't amazing, but the back end would kind of give out before the front end would. Mm. Um, and uh, the McLaren is the opposite. The McLaren is quite understeery. Um, so if people don't know what understeer and oversteer is, understeer is the front end losing grip. So imagine you're going around a corner and you turn the steering wheel, and instead of going around a corner the way you think you are, uh, you end up going straight on a little mm. bit. So you have to turn it, it more. Doesn't, it doesn't. Just turn. doesn't doesn't turn as much. Yeah. This is, which is caused by your front wheels losing grip. Oversteer is the opposite of that. It's where the rear wheels start losing grip. So you turn into the corner a little bit and the back end actually comes out. And sometimes you have to actually counter-steer and turn yeah. the other way. But that's slightly easier to drive, I think. It, it, really? Yeah, because you can, more least find the, yeah, you can at least find the limit because you can feel the back end going out. Going into a corner, realising that the car isn't turning and you're going straight on, I think is worse. Lots of lots and lots of drivers uh, prefer an understeery car because it's yeah, and no, seriously because really? yeah, because it's easier to it's easier to control. With if the back end comes out of the car, you have to be. It's really difficult because you can often get You're it fishtailing, it yeah. and it's yeah. It's so lot you know lots of it depends on the driver. Some yeah. people drive prefer understeer. Some people prefer oversteer. Oversteer is more fun. Yeah, of um, course it is. It looks amazing. Yeah, but it's um, it can it can often be slower. Um, yeah. So it's you know and and the, the you know the trick is to marry up the car with the driver that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whenever Ricardo has performed well, he's been in a car that's pointy and that oversteers rather than understeers. Um, although traditionally, so like when he was at Red Bull, he'd often be flinging it into corners, and you'd see him where like all four wheels would lose traction and he'd have these four-wheel drifts and it seemed to be quite at home and then he'd kind of gather traction again and then, yeah. and then he'd be off. But it was still overall, you know, had more front-end grip than he's used to. Um, the McLaren is, is just the opposite. You know, the rear has all the grip and the front-end loses loses grip before, before the rear. And he just can't seem to adjust. Now, whether Lando Norris is a driver who can drive anything or whether he's just a driver that prefers an understeery car we don't really know no um however in a car that understeers norris just know because yeah you have to take different lines into the corners mm. so like in an in if you've got a, if you're in a car that understeers and you're turning left you'll be further over to the left than you would be if you're in an oversteery yeah. car so you, your approach has to change so so you know norris will be taking different lines into corners and stuff and I don't know. Daniel Ricciardo just doesn't seem to be able to 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 drive a car that understeers. That 
sentence works also if you remove the last part and it's just Daniel Ricciardo <laughs> but no, doesn't but seem to be able to I, drive I don't, I don't know whether I don't think it's necessarily that his head has gone I think it's he's just in a car that he, he I think he's just one of those drivers who it appears to be he's one of those drivers who just can't cope with a car that understeers and I think if you stuck him back in a car that oversteered it'd be, he'd be great again overnight I, 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 I genuinely think that I don't I don't think it's I mean maybe his okay. head's gone down a little bit so but. tell me which teams have got a car that oversteers and let's say let's let's send him to one of them um, I don't, gonna, think, I don't think anyone stop. will I've got to stop yeah. I love I, I love his personality I think he brings a lot to Formula 1 I just there are times where it's, it seems to all be Orlando at McLaren and it can't be like that it can't be just one person who's scoring the majority of the points for that team it you know you both drivers have got to be you know they're competing against each other at the end of the day you know? i mean it is it is difficult because there is so there are so few tests where they're actually properly driving the cars out there yeah. um so if he's been driving cars that have basically just oversteered for 10 or 12 years and he's suddenly in a car that does the opposite Mm. And he, you know, and he gets like half a dozen, half a dozen days. Not even that's four days of testing before he, yeah. he kind of, you know, he, he gets to drive the McLaren. You know, in anger, it's probably just not enough. Yeah, to recalibrate your brain. Yeah, sure. So because um, he, he'll he'll have all that muscle memory and instincts and stuff. And as I said, some drivers it doesn't matter. You can stick Alonso in anything at all, and he will drive the wheels off that car, whether it yeah. understeers, oversteers. Or Wombles free. free. Thank you. He will be, thank you, thank he will you, be amazing. You. Um, so Alonso, fifth place. I'm just loving watching him drive at the moment. It's just, it's just a joy, absolute joy. I, I can't, cause, yeah, because I was, I was thinking about this, and you know, it, it seemed like it was a, a return to form. But then thinking about it, he's never actually been off form because even when he was at, you know, when he was at McLaren a few years ago, and they had an awful car. He was still outperforming yeah. on McLaren. I mean, he was still fastest around some of the corners. Yeah. He just, he just, they just had a rubbish engine. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he was slow in a straight line. But around the corners, he was taking the corners faster than some of the top teams. So yeah. he's always been on it. Talk about somebody who um, is absolutely deserving of his seat. He's very, very good. Um, so, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed the entire day. Um, the access for disabled people visiting is yeah it's top notch I mean I, I think the you could do with more lose is <laughs> across the board to, to everybody I think that's just a general and there could be more system. there could be more smooth paths slightly yeah, I mean, you were okay because you had your tri ride and you had yeah, those I was powering those loop wheels which have got like built in shocks and there was that other young lady who yeah was who had, 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 she had the better loop wheels yeah, though. I had, those were I cooler had than wheels yours. envy as we like the next ones up. But yeah, all in all, it is a phenomenal circuit. We'd been looking forward to it for, for well, best part of like nine, well, six months, me booking a ticket. Since the beginning of the year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely book to, to go again next year. And probably. And the view, the view is great. So uh, I, I, I've been to. I've been to Silverstone a few times and I've been to hospitality two or three times. Um, and back in the day, it, I don't know what the prices are now. Back in the day, you used to be able to get uh, a, a whole day ticket on the Saturday 
um, for about three hundred and twenty-five pounds, mm. um, which I don't think, and, and that's that's like the whole day. You're served breakfast, lunch, um, and it's like proper, like it's like a three-course lunch. Your bacon and eggs in the morning is them kind of slight. They've got like a chef slicing the bacon for nice. you. You've got these bistro tables on the side of the the racetrack, and you've got. Um, young ladies serving you champagne all day, and it's just amazing. It's like a proper first-class experience for, for yeah, you know, for what used to be just over yeah. three hundred pounds. So I used to do that on the Saturday, and then sometimes come back on the Sunday on just like a regular ticket. I've had I've had hospitality on on the Sunday as well, but that that is very very expensive. Um, and it's been in different places each time. So I've had it at like Cops Hospitality before and, and other places. But the best place I ever had it was exactly where we were. Mm. It was a, They called it Vale Hospitality, but it was kind of at Club Corner. Um, because you've got, you kind of see them come off the hangar straight, going around the bend, and then they kind of, they're rocketing as they come towards you. But then they have to break and they have to kind of, you know, drop down five gears. And back when I saw them last was back in the old days of the V8s. Um, so every single gear change downwards was like shotgun yeah, yeah. and you could literally feel it in thumping yeah. in your chest. Amazing. So was, that was the that's the best place, and that's exactly where the disabled seating was, like yeah. literally right on the corner where you could see them slow down and then go around that kind of that chicane or the kind of the, the, the twisty section. Um, well, it, it, amazing. It used to be four hundred pound, and now it costs um, a tank of petrol and two cans of Heinz uh, tomato soup, which is the same as four hundred pound. Um, just price of everything is going stupidly up. Um, and slight delay in doing this uh, podcast. Yeah, that was Do- my fault this time. I had a I had a fever. Um, yeah. So I couldn't but I couldn't podcast. It's good that you're feeling better. And- yeah, no other symptoms. No other other than other, and it wasn't like it was. So I I mean I took my temperature. I mean I felt rough for a few days. Yeah. Um, but I took my temperature. It was only something like half a degree higher but i was just i was a bit delirious didn't know where i was i didn't I'd, really notice to be honest i'd have been i'd have been like you on the podcast and you know we, we <laughs> right. can only cope with one okay. of us i'm just saying there might have been two triggering factors to that <laughs> i'm gonna gloss over that two triggering factors one we didn't take any sun cream to uh silverstone i thought it was gonna rain so yeah but i did and- i had i had my hat yeah, I had my, had my, my, I had my hat. hat. My neck came back and it was bright red. Yeah, see, I had my little buff, which I excuse me. <laughs> well, I, I in the in the summer I always wear a buff on my wrist. Right. Yes. So I can take it off and stick it around my neck to stop my neck getting sunburned. Yeah. Which you evidently didn't do because you you looked like a, like a beetroot. I did. Um, so I think we both probably had a little bit of heat stroke because on the way home we both felt very very tired. Um, and then, didn't, yeah, then we had a uh, Indian takeaway, which, um, was that the night we had an Indian takeaway? Yeah, and we had a little bit to drink. We had a little bit to drink. But then, um, we did have slight midweek tipple before you started to feel ill, didn't we? Um, yes, we did. Yes. Because we were we were on our own. My wife was away, so you were around. Yeah. And, and we had a few drinks. It started off with the gin and then moved on to the bourbon we kept having ones for the road we do this every time we get drinking we go oh, one more for the road another for the road yeah so i was i was prepared i was prepared for a little bit of a hangover in the morning but i just didn't really i didn't feel didn't feel too bad in the morning yeah no i just i, I slept solidly i just i just had a fever <laughs> yeah i don't remember my head hitting the pillow I, I i genuinely do not remember laying down 
and suddenly I just woke up and it was morning. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so two triggering things. One, you might have had a slight bit of um, like heat streak that... Yeah, okay, I'll, 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 I'll take that. I'll take yeah, that. Um, and then I did obviously encourage you to drink a lot. Um, so anyway, um, next F1, where, where are we at? Um, so, uh, Austria. Ooh. Austria, which is kind of like a home, almost like a home Grand Prix for me, because my wife's not Austrian, so I'm claiming that as a you claim as that a home, as a win. Home, home Grand Prix. Yeah, lovely. 